Did you know that MyBookie.com has more than just sports gambling? Oh, yeah. They've got an online casino that is amazingly fun to play and can be quite profitable. Want to sharpen some skills for a trip to Vegas or maybe another casino? You want to practice card counting, bet variants, or some exotic strategy you saw on TikTok? MyBookie.com. And of course, there's always the sports. Not just football, which we're all salivating about, but baseball, golf, tennis, boxing, MMA, and a bunch of stuff that you'll say, wait, I can bet something on that? Yes, you can. Get an account at MyBookie.com. Enter promo code ZABE so they know that I sent you. And splash around and have some fun in life, especially after you get that reimbursement check from your sales meeting in Grand Forks, South Dakota. MyBookie.com, the one, the only, the official sports book of the ZABEcast. You've heard me talk about Tacovas, the company carrying on all the time-honored traditions and quality you find in a great pair of cowboy boots. Well, longtime listener Jeremy emailed me to say, Zabe, I was on a work trip to Austin, knew about Tacovas from the podcast, stopped into the store. Next thing you know, I've got a damn good pair of boots and I'm looking sharp with a nice buzz to boot. Giddy up. Tacovas believes in Western for all. And you can feel that when you stop in one of their stores and get custom fitted for a new pair of boots. If you can't make it into the store, Tacovas delivers the most premium quality and the most comfortable Western goods right to your door. Visit Tacovas.com. That's T E C O V A S.com and point your toes west. And as a special opportunity for our listeners, Tacovas has said they will throw in one of their best selling trucker hats or ball caps for free into any minimum purchase of $100 at Tacovas.com. Just use promo code ZABE. That's promo code Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo at checkout. It's a $30 value and they sell out fast. Only at Tacovas.com. This is where the DJ talks. Don't say anything. Okay. Oh, yeah, eh? I guess I'm the DJ, eh? I'm playing my record here, eh? I love it. Inconceivable, as I have missed Charchapalooza 2023, the DC tour stop. Charch, you were there today with my former radio colleagues, and I am here in Milwaukee. How did this I think- happen? I think you were purposely out of town. You knew I was coming. I, I gave you the state two months ago. And you're like, oh, uh, funny. I got I to gotta be. Take off, Hoser. That ain't true. You know that's not true. You know I, I love being with you, Hoser. Come on now. Yeah, it just sucks. The scheduling was not ideal. We were talking, so real quick, today I was at the Brewer game at home. It was a matinee getaway day game between the Reds and the Brewers. And it was also part of another radio station promotion with our 9 to Noon slot. The show called 9 to Noon with John Kuhn and Brian Butch, and they had planned Nooner Day 4. Nooner Day is basically just do their show from a bar before a matinee baseball game and drink. And drink and drink and drink. And drink and drink and drink. You know, we're talking 200 people took advantage of this deal. Nice, yeah. uh, cheap ticket to the game and come see the show. It's a wonderful event, but... Pretty good. But it occurred on the very same day as the first day of training camp for the Green Bay Packers Incorporated and the dawning mm-hmm. of the Jordan Love era, and many people were like, wow, that was bad timing, wasn't it? 
And the answer was, well, this day was planned in January. They don't announce training camp start dates in the NFL till about a month ahead of time. It's the one it's the yeah. one thing the NFL does not set in cement on their schedule, which frustrates those of us in the business. It does me yeah. at least. No, for sure. And it's uh, it, it makes it hard for the people who want to attend as well, right? You want to you want to plan your summer around going to training camp. Yeah. Which honestly, the bar's pretty low. I mean, I think you could do better with your summer than that, but yeah, if you care and you want to you want to go to you want to you want to make your summer all about watching guys do calisthenics, great. You know, but it's hard to do when they don't tell you until June 15th yeah. when that's going to happen. Yeah. And then then training camp starts and every throw is over scrutinized, every play is overanalyzed, and it's such a joke because you have to remind yourself and everyone else, you know they're in shorts, right? <laughs> they're not right. going to play a tackle game in shorts, are they? <laughs> no. No. So, no, yeah, not. but no, you can still tell, man. You can tell about a guy whether he looks good. I'm like, no, you can't. In fact, here's an essential question for you, Charge. How many games do you think it takes before a team knows – at quarterback, if the guy is QB1 material? I have asked many, many players this exact question. About any About any position, yes. And they will tell you they know within, like, two practices, they know if the guy's got it or not. I was, talking, I was talking to Chad Greenway about Christian Ponder uh, a couple of yeah. months ago. And he was like, Mr. Sam, po- Mr. Sam Ponder. Yes, Mr. I know Sam him. Ponder. He did well. For, he did better for himself he in did. marriage than he did in football. Yes, he did. And he said, I knew in the first practice that his arm wasn't an NFL arm. I knew it right. I knew it in the first practice. There was nothing behind that ball. Wow. He didn't have it. That's and it's that's the thing. They they know they can tell right away. I had a I had a uh, one of our off our center one of our starting centers came back from mini camp. This is the mini camp, first day of mini camp. Mini. And I'm talking to him, and he goes, you know, I'm asking about our our like fifth round pick, Jeff Baca. And he goes, guy, he's dead. Don't even <laughs> that guy will not start a play in the NFL. And he was right. He was right. And he knew after a practice, they know. Yeah, they they do know, and they know personality wise too whether a guy is cut out for the NFL. Just because a guy was good in college and has NFL mm-hmm. sort of ability. It yeah. don't it don't mean he's about that life. Because this life in the NFL, you've got to really relish it and want to be in the league cuz otherwise your talent is not going to get you through all the hard times. No, it look at you know, it, we we glamorize it. There's a ton of money attached to it, but the, at the end of the day, God, you have to have the drive because it's hard. It's it's really, really hard and harder than other sports, physically demanding, emotionally demanding. It is. And, and for 90 percent of the players, they are one percent better than the guy who's trying to take their job at one percent. You have no room for error. Yeah. It's just you got to have you got to have this inner drive and determination that most of us just don't have. Yeah. Well, it's funny because the Packers. And Brian Gutekunst and Matt LaFleur believe that they know about Jordan Love, even though he's only made two starts, a couple of the relief mm-hmm. appearances. And Mark Murphy, the team president, said during the shareholders meeting, we'll know what we've got in Jordan Love in about eight weeks, he said. 
And I'm like, eh. They should already know. They should already know, Zabe. I, I think my personal feeling is on quarterbacks, I, w- I won't make a judgment till 20 starts. And even that judgment is sometimes flawed because at the 20 start mark, people were convinced Baker Mayfield was it, right? Yeah. Yeah. He was not it. Yeah. And some guys right away get that sort of, oh, this dude's the dude. Like, for example, Brock Purdy. Did you know Brock Purdy's full go from that UCL surgery? Well, I mean, he's he's not on the pup list, which is different than full go. I okay, mean, sorry. List, he's, they said know, they're going like, to give let him, him, they're gonna give yeah. him a pitch count, they say. Right, right. They're going to let him practice. You know, he's healthy enough to practice. But, you know, that doesn't necessarily mean he's going to do everything yet. Okay, well, still, I didn't think he'd be ready to go for almost a year. Yeah. Under Tommy John, so it must be pretty amazing. Either way, they're like, no, he's going to be the starter week one, barring any setbacks, because they believe in him that much. And I'm thinking, so you're just shitting on Trey Lance, who That's had the exactly starting job, starting <laughs> job, right. starting job for about five hot seconds. <laughs> yes. And now Mr. Irrelevant is like, no, you're the dude. Well, honestly, he looked like the dude at the end of last he year. Did he did look better like than the Trey. Dude. He looked better than Trey Lance ever looked. And- Trey Lance had all, you know, he had all the physical attributes that you wanted, but obviously they've, you know, and they've seen everything he can do and he's got, you know, he had to come off his own ACL or whatever. And it's, but it's, they, the fact that they're already convinced that Brock Purdy's the man tells me plenty. Yeah. Funny. There's so much put into the evaluation process as to, is this guy capable of doing it? And they don't know. They don't, they don't know, and, and they've they been get trying. It, and they get it wrong a lot. They get it wrong a lot, and I'm sure for the best of reasons, but it remains a great eternal mystery. I mean, hell, Justin Herbert just broke the bank with that new contract, and he was the seventh overall quarterback drafted, even behind some position players. And as I recall, the reasoning was they felt he was soft coming out of college just because he was quiet. Yeah, by the way, what a terrible assessment that was. That dude played last year through the the cracked sternum that he got in like week six. I was like, like week, and that, and then, I thought it was like then week had, two. I was like right away, yeah, his ribs are cracked, but he's going to yeah, work through it. I'm like, yeah, right. all the way to week 17, and they're like, Correct. yep. <laughs> Taking more hits, and then at the end of the season, he had to get he had to get his he had to get shoulder surgery. He was playing on that right. for some stretch of the season as well. Dude's worth, you know, he he's worth, you know, you know how it works. If you're a top 10 quarterback, when your deal comes up, you can become the new highest paid quarterback. Kirk Cousins was that for a brief moment and his turn, you know, to get paid came up and now get this speaking of 10th highest paid quarterback. Guess who the 10th highest paid quarterback is? Zay? Are we talking AAV total money, new money or guaranteed at signing money? Yeah, I don't know because the tweet that I saw <laughs> didn't break it down that granularly. Well, I these agents, some per, agents. I think this is per. I think this is per year. Okay, AAV. The new AAV king is. I want to say. Is it Justin Herbert? Well, he's the highest paid. I'm asking you, who's tenth? Oh, I'm sorry. Who's the tenth AAV? Oh, it's yeah. probably Mahomes. It's Mahomes. <laughs> Patrick Mahomes is the tenth highest paid quarterback in the NFL. Right yeah. Now. <laughs> yeah, wait till ESPN gets a hold of the. Do they need to renegotiate Patrick Mahomes' deal? I've already seen people asking that. You know, the beauty for Mahomes, and it's a little bit like Brady, is you can make so much. He can make so much more money outside of the game that most of the others can't. 
that he that he can more readily afford to be the tenth highest paid quarterback. Yeah, I'm still stunned at the Barkley cave job in New York. I don't see the value in what he did. From what I understand, now correct me if I'm if I'm wrong. He could unlock another two million dollars off of the franchise tag number. But he's got to exceed most of the metrics of last year. That's right. Right. It's, well, look, fuck, this was all this was. This was just a way for Barkley to save face, to come back. He had no leverage to give none. him a win. Yes, it was just to give him a win that he okay. probably won't bank on, and that's all. That's what they needed because he can't. He had no leverage. They could not only can they franchise him, and they know he's going to play. Everybody always plays. You know, you're okay. never going to get to week one unless you're Le'Veon Bell and not play. Here's what I'm asking. Okay, so, yes, he's going to come and play. And I, I don't know, what were, his la- what were his numbers last year, roughly speaking? Um, I bet he was <sighs> 1,600 total yards because he catches so well. That's sure. My, that's off the top of my head. And how many touchdowns? About 11. Now, okay. now I'm gonna now I'm gonna look it up. You know, Charge, you know, you're yeah. the fantasy guy. I thought you'd be able we'll to see how close, brrr, we'll see how close I was. Rat-a-tat-tat tat those out. It was it was thirteen hundred rushing yards to go with ten touchdowns. Seven hundred receiving yards. So he was a two thousand yard player. No, that was his rookie year. Yeah. Brrr, backing up. Thirteen hundred rushing yards, three hundred receiving yards. There's your sixteen hundred yards that I estimated. And he had 10 touchdowns. No I gave receiving. You 1,611. He had no right. receiving touchdowns. Right. I gave you 1,600 yards and 11 touchdowns. It was 1,600 yards and 10 touchdowns. That's a win. And he played 16 of 16 games. He did. I don't know he why did. it's listed as 16 of 16. Oh, no, it was 16 starts, 16 <laughs> yeah. games. Yes. They don't list total so he didn't games. Play, he didn't play the 17th, wherever the 17th. You know, he missed one game. Missed one game in there. Okay. We are a far cry. First of all, that's going to be hard to eclipse. It just is. That's a it's great a season. It's a, good, it's a good season. I mean, you know, it could be. So if he doesn't eclipse that, I don't know how much money he gets as a consolation prize. But for a mere $2 million extra to eclipse last year's deal, it feels a lot like Ricky Williams' rookie contract negotiated by that ding-dong Master P. Remember that? <laughs> I've done that. Was right. That was such a bad. Where it was like, well, if, <laughs> well, if you're within ten percent of Jim Brown, yeah, you'll get nice money. Otherwise, it's gonna be you're you're in like four hundred thousand dollars. But don't worry, he's gonna be fucking great. Did you see him at Texas? He was sick, man. He's gonna carve this league up. Narrator. He never approached the numbers required <laughs> to get paid. No. <laughs> so I get it that he didn't want to, you know get tagged but this doesn't take the tag away from the giants no, they can still no. tag them no, so yeah for a two million dollar gamble which i think is 50 50 at best the giants don't even have to burn one of their two tags yeah Bad they heard, they'd already they would have already deal. burned it earlier in the season it's no big deal it doesn't at the end of the day, it's a win for the Giants because the teams have all the leverage over over these players in these situations. Oh, it's a huge win for the Giants. It's a huge win for the owners. And I think it is a tragic capitulation by Barkley, who was sort of the lead plaintiff, if you will, in running back incorporated versus the National Football League in this mythical grievance suit. 
about pay. Yeah? Um, I think tragic is a little bit of hyperbole. Sports but, tragic. You know, yeah, within the realm of sports contracts. <laughs> sports tragic. million Bronny James with errors. a heart attack that nearly <laughs> killed him, that's tragic. But yeah, this is not. So, okay, we're a far cry from when Emmett Smith held out and told the Cowboys and Jerry, good luck without me, and mm. made them squeal after, what, three weeks? Yeah, yeah. They, they, they lost games, they couldn't run the ball, and they paid him. Didn't, that was 20 years ago, Zane. Didn't Zeke Elliott do similar? No, but he, he did not, but he, he got was paid. able to negotiate that second deal, and he got paid, and that was such a bad decision. They had to let guys like Amari Cooper go. Because they had paid Zeke, dumbasses. Okay, so that said, did Zeke's deal help kill any hopes for a guy like Barkley to get a big second deal? Yes, Mm. and it wasn't just Zeke. You can't name the last team that put a second contract on a running back and had that player live up to it. And I'm not even positive who it is. I mean, you have to go. The last, like, eight of them have all gone belly up where the player has not finished that contract with the team that signed him invariably those players end up getting cut they don't end up lasting it's just part of it's it's built into the dna of being an nfl running back is you are awesome at 21 22 23 years old by the time you're 27 the league is done with you and you are washed yeah i would have done this if i was barkley i would have said publicly well i'm not getting paid this tag is bullshit I would have voted against it. I did vote against it as a player with the union. So guess what? They can burn tag number one this year. I'm going to do the bare minimum to avoid getting fined. If mm-hmm. I have any injuries, I'm not playing. I'm going to give the team the minimal required, and then they can burn the tag again on me for more money next year if they want to, or I'm leaving, and I'll find a new team. Now, the new team, I don't know what they're going to pay me. They may not like my stance on this, but I'm going to be happy leaving because I'm not happy with the way I've been treated. So I'll see you September 7th when I have to report. <laughs> and then I'd, then I'd flip the bird and say, see you later. And not give a shit what my teammates or the media or Skip Bayless or Stephen A. Smith said. This is fucking war. Well, the problem you're going to have is if you're saying I'm going to go out and half-ass it at the NFL level, Nobody's going to sign you to big money next year. You're going to, you know, you're not be like, well, you know, I didn't necessarily really try last year. not necessarily true, because if he plays when he plays, and he plays great when he plays, but he misses some games due to injury because mm-hmm. he can, because he's in a pay dispute with the team. I bet another team will say, "Look, we're going to give you a deal that's fair." that we know you're going to perform to, you're going to be happy, and we're not worried about you taking sick days, so to speak. Yeah. I'd, I'd uh, fuck the Giants. I yeah, would fuck yeah, them to their I face if I was Saquon I just, Barkley. That's just not – name another NFL player that's done that. Well, that's – it wor- And had it work out. I mean – Well, okay. The problem is Le'Veon Bell actually right. set out the season, did. didn't sign his tag, and lost all the money. Right, which he has repeatedly, vociferously apologized for. Worst decision of my life. I never should have done it. Should have stayed in Pittsburgh. Should have signed the franchise. Of course. And he's the only guy in 20 years that hasn't ultimately played. But that's on the far end. 
On the other end was Zeke, or excuse me, uh, uh, Emmett Smith holding out and the Cowboys crying uncle and then giving him a deal. Okay, there's that your, was, that there's was your, that was your grandfather's cowboy. I know, I know. Nobody, that's just and so it was long Jerry. Ah, uh, Jerry. Ah, we, we, you know, we're, we're, we gotta have, we gotta have Emmett. We gotta have him. We gotta, gotta pay him. No, those are the bookends. I'm a, I'm proposing a middle approach. The middle approach is Barkley plays the game. Barkley mm-hmm. says, "I'll do the minimum to get all my money. I'm getting yeah. all my fucking money here." And you're burning one of your tags. And I'm telling you, I'm giving you the minimum. And then I'm leaving, or you're going to have to pay more money. If you give them the minimum for a year, they are guaranteed not to tag you next year. <laughs> and and you are threatening to tank their season. You are holding a, f- a flamethrower up against the giant season. You got to make them squirm. And if the guys in the locker room start turning on you and you're like, hey, man, why do you got to be this way? Then you got to look them in the eye and go, bro, stay out of this. This is bigger than you. You might be in this spot too someday. This is war. We're players, their owners. I'm getting fucked. Yeah, they know that. The players all know that. They get it's a business. They're I think they're very keen. But I think there's aware. a lot of but I think there's a lot of peer pressure. I think there's a lot of that that I cause don't. a well, then why did Barkley cave? Don't because report he had no leverage. The- Dave, he had no leverage. He-, he had to cave. He knew he was going to play. He was never going to miss that first game one paycheck anyway. So here I've got a, I've got a way to look good and maybe make $2 million extra okay, dollars. Okay, look good. That's that's part of the problem. Who cares about looking good? Look bad. They care. That, that's part of the problem. That's why these players and that's why these running backs are getting rolled. Stop looking good. By the way, if mm-hmm. he had, if he had signed the franchise tag, could he have missed training camp without getting fined? No, he'd have been no. Based on sure? the, the current CBA, he could not. Oh well, if he didn't sign it, what what if he signed it right he, before the season? When does the tag yeah, yeah. come off the it's, table? No, once if if he signed, he has to sign it, or else it doesn't count as a franchise tag for the team. So, and, and he did. Not he did sign it, so he had to show up. He had to, you know, unlike Josh Jacobs, who did not sign his and he left town literally left town. So that's the big that's another key distinction in this Saquon Barkley story is he had signed the franchise tag, so now he had he was gonna get fined fifty thousand dollars a day. When is so can Josh Jacobs show up the day before the season, sign his franchise tag, and play? Yes. Unless the team the team could still rescind it, but I don't believe they will. Well, then that's what Barkley should have done. Well, he can't. He signed it. I know. Well, he's a dummy. <laughs> well, we can't help that. Okay. And I don't think, actually, I don't think he is a dummy. I just think he, you know, he decided at the time that was the right thing to do and then gets to training camp and he's like, well, maybe that wasn't such a great idea. So the best case scenario for Barkley is that he has another bomb year and the Giants have a great season. And then they find their wallet to give him a deal one year later. No, that they he won't. Likes. Oh, they'll just no, they'll just franchise him again. So okay, so in other words, you're telling me the best outcome for Barkley is to get fucked again by this team. Basically, yes. Because if he's then I if, wouldn't if, do this. I would take a different plays, course of action. If Barkley plays really well, they'll just franchise him again. And, you know, much like Josh Jacobs just went through. And if he plays, if he doesn't play really well, they'll just cut him because he's a running back who will then be 27 years old. And they're like, Pop, we're done with you. 
Okay. Well, good luck He's to 26 him. Now, uh, Joey Bosa's holding out. How do you think that's going to work out? Well, better for him because he's, you know, he's arguably the best player at his position and uh, has no such issues with the franchise tag. So, you know, I think he'll end up getting a, you know, and the team absolutely wants him and he's irreplaceable, unlike most running backs. So for Bosa, it's going to work out fine. He's going to get paid. Okay. But he is holding, it's an old school holdout, by the way, like the kind we used to have in the NFL all the time. All the time before, do you remember, you know, because you're old enough and you do remember in the days before the slotting system of the NFL draft, oh God, what a freaking nightmare! Every getting every draft pick signed. Oh yeah, and you, you know, yeah, some guys would be more obstinate than others. The last real holdout like that was Joey Bosa's brother with the Chargers. Oh, I didn't know. Rem- was it that? Because that would have been pretty recent. Yeah, was that? Was, did he do that his Nick, rookie year? Nick Bosa. I didn't remember that he had a protracted rookie holdout. Yeah. Those days are virtually gone. You can Google it. It was a thing. But, yeah, those days are gone. And thankfully so because it really put a bummer on what is an exciting time of the year. It's dead of summer, and now the boys are practicing, and you're getting all ginned up and psyched for the season. And it's like, oh, this guy's holding out. That guy's holding out. Fuck, get it done for God's sakes. Why don't you? Yeah, yeah. Absolutely. Okay. okay, you action-loving sports maniacs. Look, we all like having something-something on the games. Hell, it's what keeps us from going to bed or watching Top Chef. But when you are putting your money out there on these rough gambling streets, the number one thing you need to know is simply this. A, when will I get my money without a hassle? And B, is this online sports book going to be a dirt patch in a cloud of dust next week? Well, with the official sweet action site of the ZabeCast, my bookie is that place. I've been doing business with them for over five years. They've got great odds, don't gouge on the VIG, have all kinds of props and futures, and best of all, in the rare case there's ever a customer service issue, guess who your customer service rep is? That's right. Me, El Baldo. So get in there, open an account, use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, so they know that I sent you. And bet with your head no over it, and you'll never look back. You'll never be tempted to try these other big clown books that are spending a trillion dollars on fancy ad campaigns. MyBookie.com, MyBookie.com. You got a bookie? Yes, you do. And you don't have to meet him in a seedy Italian restaurant to settle up. You know, we're driven by the search for better. When it comes to hiring, the best way to search for a candidate isn't to search at all. Don't search match with Indeed. Indeed is your matching and hiring platform with over 350 million global monthly visitors, according to Indeed data, and a matching engine that helps you find quality candidates fast. Ditch the busy work. Use Indeed for scheduling, screening, and messaging so you can connect with candidates faster. And Indeed doesn't help you just hire faster. 93% of employers agree. Indeed delivers the highest quality matches compared to other job sites. This according to a recent Indeed survey. Listeners of this show will get a $75 sponsored job credit to get your jobs more visibility at Indeed.com slash Zabe. Just go to Indeed.com slash Zabe right now and support the show by saying you heard about it right here on this podcast. Indeed.com slash Zabe. Terms and conditions apply. Need to hire? You need Indeed. If 2024 is the year you're jetting off to a new country, or even just want to expand your language skills beyond English, then I urge you to check out Rosetta Stone today. 
Rosetta Stone is the most trusted language learning program for over 30 years. Why? Because it works. Instead of drilling vocabulary words, with Rosetta Stone, you learn by matching audio from native speakers to visuals, reading stories, participating in dialogues, and other practical language skills that fast-track your ability to communicate fluently. Not only is it a more effective way to learn, it's more fun. Rosetta Stone's advanced voice recognition technology gives you feedback on how well you pronounce words. Other language learning apps use speech recognition to detect what you said. Rosetta Stone tells you how well you said it. Rosetta Stone offers 25 languages with lessons available on your computer, phone, or tablet. And with a lifetime membership, you get forever access to all the lessons for all the languages and never pay a renewal fee. Don't put off learning that language. There's no better time than right now to get started. For a very limited time, ZabeCast listeners can get Rosetta Stone's lifetime membership for 50% off. Visit rosettastone.com slash today. That's 50% off unlimited access to 25 language courses for the rest of your life. Redeem your 50% off at rosettastone.com slash today. Uh, you were at uh, a wonderful event today with my colleagues, former colleagues, Scott Lynn, Scott Jackson, Steve Solomon, Kevin Sheehan. Got together yes. for a little munch and food in downtown D.C. It's what- very, very exciting to see all the old 980 TEM gang back in one place. There was a lot of a lot of stories shared, mm. and I got to be mostly just sort of, you know, a fly in the wall, listening to, you know, them talking about the old times and where people are now. Where is TJ and CJ and, you know, all those, all that stuff. It was great. Yeah. So the, of the guys that were there, you have unemployed, you have employed, but not happy about it. You have employed (laughs) elsewhere, but being paid shit and not very happy at all. You have moving to a different market to stay employed in the business. Uh, It's tough. Business is tough, man. It is. Uh, But Kevin got his new shift. So he doesn't have to get up at four in the morning anymore. So it's good. You know, Kevin's in a, I think Kevin's in a good spot and I got Cuts. to hear his show. I got to hear his show driving into town, which was really cool. He's very, he's very good with college. Very good. Yeah, no, he is. So anyway, you got together with them. I'm <laughs> sorry. sorry. Yes, I know. So you got together with them. I was not able to be there. It would have been great if I could have been there, but you talked about old radio stories and whatnot. What else was the subject of conversation? And also why are you in DC? I'm in D.C. for a work conference, and I won't get into the details on that. It's it's kind of super secret, so Ooh. you know, you know, can't can't really say. But I'm here for a work conference that starts uh, tonight and runs through the next two days, and um, and also, you know, was hoping to catch up with uh, all my radio buddies here, except one that couldn't quite find his way to be in town. Bro, yeah. What what did you want me to do? Tomorrow is my annual golf tournament honoring Caddyshack. Today uh, was another station. The cat- event. Wait, wait, wait. The Caddyshack anniversary was on Tuesday. Tuesday. What year? What 30, uh, 1980. That would be the that would be nineteen eighty was the year it came out. So thirty three. The no yep. forty three. The forty third anniversary of Caddyshack. It's old. It's old. I think Caddy by the way, the guy who makes Caddyshack go, and it's not even close, is Ted Knight. Ted Knight makes that movie. You have to have a great villain. And Ted Knight is a phenomenal villain in that movie. And the whole thing doesn't work without him. And for everybody who's like, oh, it's a Bill Murray was great. Bill Murray was on screen for like three minutes of the whole movie. It is not a Bill Murray movie at all. It is a Ted freaking Knight movie. <laughs> and people need to start respecting that dude 
for the great actor he was and the great character that he played, Judge Smales. Have you ever heard of the Judge Smales was the hero of Caddyshack theory? Not oh, the villain. I'm oh, I'm listening to that. Tell okay. me more. All right. This uh, this is from Bert Kreischer, who's a comedian. You ever heard of Bert Kreischer? He was in The nope. Machine. A movie came out about him, Bert Kreischer. I thought you would know these comedians. But anyway, look him up. He, here he is explaining in a minute and 23 seconds why Judge Smales was actually the hero, not the villain in Caddyshack. The hero in this. He's worked hard his whole life. He's going to this country club. You get this obnoxious dude showing up, just <laughs> ruining his golf game. The gophers are driving into his golf course. The one thing he loves, he gets a little bit of money and he buys himself a modest boat. Something for him and his wife to spend <laughs> Saturdays on. And this obnoxious rich dude, this should be a, a Cobra Kai. They yes! should do a series about a young Judge Smales. He thought he had friends. Yeah, Ty Webb's dad hated him. He thought they were friends. He, he's surrounded by his brother's kids. Well, I forgot about Spalding. Spalding's not his kid. He has few pleasures in life, and, and they're being this ripped away from him slowly modest. but surely. He's a judge. Jobs and boys, you're going to use the guy. The 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 <laughs> well, the world needs ditch diggers too, Danny. The world nice needs try, ditch Danny. diggers too. There's the world needs <laughs> ditch diggers too. I mean, too. we do. We do. to get into law school. <laughs> but he does mm-hmm. try to take this Danny kid under his he wing. Is. All he asks is that, hey man, can you follow the rules also? And Danny's like, fuck you. I'm going to fuck your niece. I know you're bad. My niece is in my bed. In your bed. <laughs> and then I'm going to look at your wife naked. That's a me tooable thing. <laughs> Danny's a cunt. And fucking Judge Mills is a goddamn saint for what he's gotten put up with. That's all there we're saying is. is just humanize the goons here, you heard Judge Smale. You there heard. you go. That was from the podcast Confused <laughs> Breakfast. Charge, what do you think of that alt theory? I actually kind of love it, and they're not wrong, right? <laughs> Worked his whole life, just wanted to have a nice country club, and a rich asshole, and Al Chervik comes along and ruins everything. That's fantastic. Oh, it's such so he's a good trying movie. Trying to take Danny under his wing, and he's just an ass. I'm, prou- I'm proud of uh, more than a few things in life, but one thing that I am also proud of is I have never laid eyes for more than 30 seconds upon any chunk of Caddyshack 2 starring Soupy, not Soupy Sales, but uh, (laughs) who was the other Jewish comedian they had as the center of the movie instead of um, Rodney Dangerfield. Yes, Jackie Mason. Jackie Mason. Jackie Mason. The only time I ever saw it was I was flipping through channels and I landed on it. I was like, no, 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 change the channel. I am (laughs) never ever going to watch that movie. Uh, good call. I've not seen it because everybody says what you just said. Everybody saw it. It's like, this might not, not only is it not as good as Caddyshack, it's not as good as anything else I've ever watched in my entire life. Yeah, it just holds up for reasons that I don't even understand, per se, because no movie should hold up for 43 years. No. Well, let's credit Harold Ramis, who I adore. Yes. You know, going all the way back to SCTV when he was a writer and actor on SCTV. But then you look at the other movies that that he worked on. Ghostbusters, which obviously starred in, but also wrote. Groundhog Day, which is quietly brilliant. I mean, that's it's a great movie. Stripes, he did that. So many great movies that he was involved in. And Harold Ramis just underappreciated treasure in the history of history of movies. Yeah, I think with Caddyshack, it's all about the lines and the gags. 
the lines and the gags. So lines like, oh, this hat, you must get a free bowl of soup with it. <laughs> Boom, great line. The Looks visual, good on you, though. Right, the visual gags like the bird catching a drive in mid-flight. <laughs> Priceless. Or the visual of uh, Carl Spackler caddying for the priest and then laying the bag down sheepishly after he was struck by lightning <laughs> and tiptoeing away. Oh, That's fantastic. good directing. That's good writing, good directing. That's why it's held up over time. Uh, yeah, absolutely. Question. Uh, what is your primal food craving when you're in a certain environment because today something weird happened. I went to the ball game, had to leave early to do stuff, including this podcast. Well, you leave early. You leave early. And that's also my move. Let's be honest. It's also my move. And I did not get a chance to make the ball game visit official by getting some ballpark nachos. So I actually swung by the grocery store <laughs> to get my favorite can of totally synthetic Frito-Lay cheese with the with, green jalapeno yeah. on it and to yes. get some chips and to satisfy my nacho crave uh, at home after I had come back from the ballpark. I decided that's a primal craving for me. At a ball game, got to have nachos. Do, nachos. You have, do you have a primal food craving in any setting, in, in any particular setting where, let's say you go to a fair and you're yeah, like, like, I you gotta know, like have a, yeah, funnel go to cake. Movie. I wanna have popcorn. I wanna have popcorn at the, you know, corn dog at the state fair. I wanna have popcorn at a movie, that okay. kind of thing. Yeah, that's, uh, I'm gonna think about it for a second, but let me mention this because you mentioned the synthetic cheese. And when I was just in Philadelphia two days ago, I learned how I can make sure to not sound like an out-of-market rube when I order my Philly, which I did not know about. When you order the Philly and you want it to come with the synthetic orange runny cheese, you have to ask for a Philly Whiz. Philly Whiz? Philly Whiz, like cheese Whiz. I thought you said, I thought, I thought they wanted it wit. They that, say wit. Give me a Philly wit. Philly thought it was Philly. Maybe I misunderstood this whole thing, which is very possible because I'm well, new to the whole Philly cheesesteak thing. Well, Scott, Scotland would know, Mr. Philadelphia, but you've already yes, left the good. restaurant where you met with him, so we can't yeah, find I the deal. Yeah, 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 I would. I'll ask him that uh, later. So, I, thought it was a, I thought it was a whiz, but maybe you're right. Maybe it's a wit. But what's it wit? What does wit mean? Uh, it's just a slang abbreviation. Wit. wit. Yeah. Like, W-I-T. It's just a slang abbreviation. All right, we'll go I think that. there is a primal craving in me as well on the golf course for a bratwurst at the turn, or if not a brat, a hot dog at least. There's something about it where it's like, all right, nine holes, fuck yeah, I want a hot dog or a bratwurst. Don't need one. I don't really eat them at home. But right now, right here, damn right I want one. And uh, Well, and especially good for this topic is it's the stuff you wouldn't eat somewhere else, right? Now, see, this is where the nacho to me falls apart because I'll eat nachos anywhere because I like nachos. But for this, I think the perfect, like, craving thing is when it's indelibly tied to its particular place and it's only special there in that particular spot. Huh. Interesting. It would be better if I had an example to go with that. Listeners no doubt do. I can't think of one off the top of my head. Yeah, I should right. be able to, but I can't. last last uh, topic. Then we'll let you go. Uh, where, by the way, where's a, yeah? Can it be about how Jay dissed me three times on one trip? 
Yeah, I'll, I'll allow it. Bitterly. Pro, pro, I'll allow it, the judge said. Proceed. Council right, so, may proceed. It starts with me inviting Jay, because I know Jay is in the greater D.C. area, and I invite Jay to the meeting that we all had today, right? Because Jay knows all of these same people and would certainly be welcome. And then Jay reminds me, no, no, I live closer to Baltimore. And I say, well, funny, I'm going to be in Baltimore. Let's have dinner. Jay goes, sure, sounds good. An hour later, I get a text. My wife says I have to have dinner with my aunt. And I'm like, come on, give me a break. I, I'm, I'm a thousand miles out. Is your, did your, is your aunt coming from a thousand miles? I think you can come see myself and the radio people I saw there, who he also knew. And he's like, no, can't go. And I'm like, all right, well, how about lunch the next day? I want to see you, Jay. Can you do, on my way out of town, can we meet for lunch? No answer. None. Three different invitations for Jay. No, no, none of them Take did he actually go in on. He was ducking you like he owed you money. <laughs> You'd think, right? That, that's some serious duckage right there. And, is. and Jay's Jay's mistake was he didn't start with his most ironclad excuse. He threw an excuse out that he thought would be a kill shot. Instead, it just clipped you in the shoulder. Oh, I'll be in Baltimore. And you're like, no problem. I'll be there next. Oh, That's shit. Right. Oh, yeah, shit. That what? excuse didn't take. Now what? Now he's scrambling. Now <laughs> the wheels right. are turning. And then he invoked something that a lot of us invoke when we're trying to get out of something a higher authority my wife, wife said won't let me yep so yep. i would love to but you know if i go against she who must be obeyed i shall pay the wrath of that disobedience through the silent treatment and or who knows what withholding for the next x number of days weeks months forever who knows? Yeah, and you know, you know what I say to that? Don't care. I traveled a thousand <laughs> miles. I'm in your city. You make it happen. Do I care that you're not going to get some for three days because you stood up your aunt on your weekly <laughs> Tuesday night? Don't he, care. No, you defied your wife, who then stood up your aunt, which would be yeah. the the more egregious thing. I Jay said last night when I ran this by him, he said that nothing could be further from the truth. And uh-huh. that he is a huge charge fan, and he swears yeah. it was uh-huh. not dodging you. Yeah, you know who's not a big charge fan? His wife and his <laughs> aunt. First of all, I don't know anyone who isn't a charge fan. The only time you ever got sideways with my listeners was the Hedy Lamar story, which some of them thought was too long. <laughs> no, that was you. You're confusing. When you say the listeners, you mean you. By the way. I still get a text about every three days about Eddie Lamar from one of your listeners when he pops up on when she pops up on somebody's timeline. Oh yeah, about no. all of her accomplishments and her pictures and stuff. And you get tagged on those too, so you know what I'm talking about. You have done so much in your life, so many great professional, personal accomplishments, but you're now known by my people as the Hedy Lamar guy, which That's is true. which is unfair and very uh, one dimensional. It's not the way it should be. By the way, I had no problem with the Hedy Lamar story. But I no, have, the, I've, I've got the digital receipts from listeners who were like, Jesus, charge went on way too long <laughs> with that story. So don't say that none of my listeners <laughs> thought it was uh, too long. Uh, plenty of them did. I've got the receipts, but I'm not going to shove them to you. And let me end uh, on this. Let me end on yeah. this. Okay. Uh, Cause you got to get on with the day. I got to get on with my day. And this is the last thing I want to talk about. Where do you stand on alt unis in the NFL of cities yeah. who stole another city's team? The 
Tennessee Titans wearing throwback oiler jerseys has rubbed a lot of Houstonians the wrong fucking way. And I see their perspective since somebody else tweeted, man, these new Colts throwbacks are fire. And it was a (laughs) Browns uniform. (laughs) Actually, it was Ravens. It was Ravens. They go, these new Ravens throwbacks are awesome. And it was a picture of the Browns uniforms. Uniforms. Um, yeah, that was bullshit. And my my beloved Minnesota North Stars left town in the middle of the night when our owner got slapped with a bunch of totally legitimate sexual uh, sexual assault uh, um, um, uh, lawsuits allegations. allegations. Who lawsuits. was the who was the owner of the Stars? Norm Green was his name, oh. and he was a, a when he first came to town, he was beloved by fans, and he'd walk up through the stands and he'd high five everybody, and he'd hey, hey, how's the you know how's the you know, do you like this? What can we do better? Stuff like that. But then he got hit with these legit sexual assault things, and then he moved our team because he didn't want to face the fans anymore. And I still hate it to this day that Dallas has got the stars. My team wearing my colors, wearing my old unis. Fuck that. I mean, that was our thing, and somebody took it away from us. I hate it. Yeah, hate it. I uh, I so agree. Very sympathetic. The old stars uniforms were outstanding and yeah they should belong to you guys not down to dallas that's for damn sure right there you know correct so uh but what are you gonna do we was robbed what are you gonna do i mean are you happy with the wild nickname no i don't like it and i actually accidentally told the guy who named the wild that i didn't like the wild name (laughs) and i didn't know i was talking to the guy who named the wild oh my god who was it who was it, um, I don't remember. I should remember his name, but I don't remember his name. And I had, I'm doing an interview with him, but the owner, and, the owner had to sign off on it. Owner signed off on it, but this is the guy who thought of it and pushed it and got it through. And we were talking about the formation of the team and, you know, logos and stuff like that. And I'm like, man, whoever came up with this super nebulous wild thing, I mean, you know, how do you even put wild in a logo? And what is it? How does it pluralize? What is a you know, wild? Man, it made that right. hard on everybody. Right. And he was like, oh, that was me. I, I love it. I'm still standing by it. Oh, God. <laughs> Sorry. That's All when right. you That's when you should have let your face go completely blank, like the uh, angry Michael Scott look from The Office. <laughs> and then after a pause in which the guy would be sort of s- trying to figure out what's going on, just smack him. Slap <laughs> him upside the head. Take the possible assault rap. And do it, uh, do it for the good of all <laughs> North Star fans who don't like the name. Uh, all right, very good. Charge on you are to what city next? Home for the weekend. Yeah, back home for a little while. Lots of lots more travel coming. What's the one thing I should do in DC while I'm here? In DC? Yeah. 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 Get like out. If I can carve out three hours. Yeah, get, get out. out. <laughs> get out in one piece there, there there's something to do to-do list for dc get out in one piece uh look there's museums but there's also museums everywhere and there's better documentaries in the not, history a, not a spy not a spy museum i'm going to the spy museum for some mixer or something okay well i mean uh, maybe it'll be great i don't we know we have we have fucking spies from china banging our own elected congressman as I'm we speak in today's day right. and age so I'm sure that exhibit's not going to be in there, the Eric Swalwell <laughs> or the Diane Feinstein ex- exhibit. But uh, I digress. All right, Charge. We'll talk to you next week. Thank you. 
Okay, everyone, like, this is me on the drums, oh, eh? Oh, get out. It is not. You're it not. is so. Stop I learned. will you? Take off, eh? Oh. Take off. Okay, you action-loving sports maniacs, look, we all like having something-something on the games. Hell, it's what keeps us from going to bed or watching Top Chef. But when you are putting your money out there on these rough gambling streets, the number one thing you need to know is simply this. A, when will I get my money without a hassle? And B, is this online sports book going to be a dirt patch in a cloud of dust next week? Well, with the official sweet action site of the ZabeCast, my bookie is that place. I've been doing business with them for over five years. They've got great odds, don't gouge on the VIG, have all kinds of props and futures, and best of all, in the rare case there's ever a customer service issue, guess who your customer service rep is? That's right. Me, El Baldo. So get in there, open an account, use promo code ZABE, Charlie, Zulu, Alpha, Bravo, Echo, so they know that I sent you. And bet with your head no over it, and you'll never look back. You'll never be tempted to try these other big clown books that are spending a trillion dollars on fancy ad campaigns. MyBookie.com, MyBookie.com. You got a bookie? Yes, you do. And you don't have to meet him in a seedy Italian restaurant to settle up. Say goodbye to your credit card rewards. Greedy corporate mega stores, led by Walmart and Target are pushing for a law in Congress to take away your hard-earned cash back and travel points to line their pockets. The Durbin Marshall credit card bill would enact harmful credit card routing mandates that would end credit card rewards as we know it. If you love your credit card rewards, tell your lawmakers, hands off my rewards. Tell them to oppose the Durbin Marshall credit card bill.